listeners, this is the Random Podcast with Logan. I'm your host, Logan. So this is the podcast where I'll cover a random thing each week. And um, each episode, not each week. I gotta change that. In the book that I read the intro off of, it says each week. So uh, there's just gonna be an intro in this episode because it's a scary a scary story episode I'm reading them and I don't want to mess with the vibe so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna plug my Instagram here it's at the random underscore pod um, that's that's it really I guess uh I guess I probably should thanks uh, another infor- inspiration of mine uh, I'll think. Hmm. Uh. Actually, come to think of it, did I? I don't know if I've thanked the dollop yet. If I haven't, if I have, oops. If I haven't, thanks to the dollop for making me want to make a podcast. Um. Yeah. And then I guess thank you guys for listening to this scary, uh, short scary stories. Oh, the last uh, story is my own story. And then the the second to last one is my favorite. So, enjoy. This, uh, this story is by u slash pansyk, P-A-N-S-Y-K. It's called My Family. I died eight years ago wasn't particularly tragic or unusual just a car accident I don't blame the man who hit me he was speeding because his wife was in labor there was black ice on the road lost control of the car I lost my life it's not his fault I know that I'm not cruel I'm not vengeful if anything I'm the opposite you see I don't have any family left, and I had lost my few friends around that time. When it was time for my funeral, the only people who came was my boss, the family who killed me. The wife held her newborn daughter close to her chest. I hated my boss. The cemetery was awful lonely, so I followed the family home. Lily may have well... Lily may as well have been my own flesh and blood. She was sweet and bright and oh so very small. She had trouble sleeping if someone wasn't rocking her crib, and her parents were always so tired. So after they put to bed, put her to bed, it was easy for me to rock her crib for her. I didn't I didn't get tired. I could help her. As the years passed, Jack and Lori realized they weren't alone in their house. It didn't take that long from there to make a connection between my funeral and when I had showed up. And I'd never been malevolent, so they weren't afraid or angry. They started to burn candles on the anniversary of my death day. They left an empty chair for meals and holidays. I really felt like a member of the family. Someone is trying to force the door. It's Lori's ex. He's abusive. He's angry. He's going to hurt the family. My family. 
You see, the thing about ghosts is the more offerings you get, the stronger you become. I'd been enjoying candles, trinkets, even an occasional food item for the past five years. How strong from that? The knife feels warm in my hand. A shock of heat against the ice of my skin. Lori, Jack, and Lily are my family. I care about them. They're not gonna join me yet. girlfriend moved out about three weeks ago. My cat, Rug, was really close to her. And now that she's gone, I can tell he's a bit lonely. Especially when I'm at work. Came, came home a few times to my curtains ripped up or all the toilet paper and shreds. The last straw was when I came home after working late and found he had clawed a hole the size of a dinner plate inside of my sofa. I decided I had to do something. I tried different toys, even catnip. Nothing worked. One night, while just browsing Amazon, I saw a pet camera. It's a tiny camera that records your pet on a live feed so you can monitor their behavior while you're away. Even as an audio function so you can talk to them. Sounded silly, but hey, I love my furry dude, so I bought it. I got overnight shipping and installed it immediately. I decided to set it up in my bedroom, because that was where Ruck dwelled most. The first day at work, I think, I checked the camera 30 times. When I spoke to the microphone, Ruck seemed to be happier. I noticed there was no destruction around the house either. On day four, I figured I'd solve the problem with Ruck. You see, that leads me to right now. About 30 minutes ago, I climbed into bed with Ruck, ready to close my eyes, when my phone buzzed. Notification from the pet cat. I almost ignored it. Sure, I just triggered the thing. But I opened it anyway. What I saw made my grip tighten around my phone. Instead of a video of myself in bed, I saw a man, tall, gangly, pale skin, large eyes. He was moving into my room with exaggerated steps, like a sneaking cartoon character. He got right up to the lens, so close I could almost smell his rotten breath, and he smiled. I immediately paused the video, terrified. I looked at the spot where the man should have been standing, but there was no one there. I went out to Amazon and found the pet cam. I read their views, hoping for some weird glitch. Had to be a joke, right? The first dozen reviews were pretty standard. It was the last that caused me to bolt upright. The customer complained that the camera was on a time delay, sometimes as much as 15 minutes. I went back to the video and pressed play with my shaky fingers and watched in horror as the man slithered under my bed, giving the camera a wink before disappearing in the darkness. 
Then I saw myself enter the room and climb in bed before the video ended. Now I'm sitting in my bed, knowing he's under it. I could call the police, but I doubt I'd have time. So please, do yourselves a favor and read the reviews. This story is by you slash Hakunumiya. It's called, I Keep My Son Inside a Chest. <laughs> Each morning when I wake up, I open the chest where I keep my son. I stroke his small skull and murmur, good morning. Though I know he can no longer hear me. I hope he doesn't think I have abandoned him. I hope he knows I will never. My son died of a fever. I refused to let him go. He was only a baby, all that I had left. So I turned to the stories my own mother had told me. The rituals and legend I had learned in childhood. The rules of bringing someone back from the underworld seems so easy. I scoffed at the stories of those who had failed, sure that my willpower would be stronger than theirs. I forced my way through to the fields of night. I found my son's faint, pale soul. I guided it all the way back to his body, never looking back once. When I saw my son open his eyes again and smile at me, I thought I'd made the right choice. He laughed, he ran, he played just as he had before. I even believed I could pretend nothing had happened. <laughs> then a few days later, I saw the rot creeping up his skin. At that moment, I realized my mistake. I hadn't rest restored my son to life. I'd only brought his soul back to his corpse. I tried to comfort him as his body swelled and decayed. He wailed day and night in fear his flesh fell from his bones. Only when his throat rotted away did he stop screaming. I attempted to return to the underworld, to return my son's soul, but the way would not open up to me again. I cheated death. My punishment was to keep what I stole. When his ligaments finally broke down, I gathered his bones and placed them in an antique chest I inherited from my mother. Only the best would do for my son. Sometimes my son's bones lie still inside the chest for hours, even days. I dare to hope that his soul will find his way back to where it belongs. But sooner or later, his bones always begin to rattle again. And I know he's still alive. Once, all I wanted was to have my son here with me. But now, I would give anything for him to die. This is my favorite story. And it's by you slash 
prophetic dreams trash and it's called I don't hate my sister because of all the things I do to Renee most people would say I hate my little sister I'm here to set the record straight I didn't let Renee's cat out the back door because I hate her Buffins is fine I've been feeding him behind the shed I didn't flush Renee's medications before she takes them because I hate her. I was pretty panicked when I thought the toilet was going to clog, though. I didn't erase her biology essay because I hate her. She got to see the cute librarian she's crushing on anyway. I didn't unplug her cell phone before she left because I hate her. I unplugged it so that mom and dad wouldn't be able to call her. I didn't use the faulty outlet in the living room because I hate Renee. I really don't hate my sister. The fire didn't kill Renee because Renee didn't have to go back for muffins. Renee wasn't sleeping due to her medicine. Renee was at the library doing her report. I didn't let her mom and dad die because I hate my little sister. I did it so that she wouldn't end up buried in the garden like me. story it's by me it's called mama's sad I don't know when it happened I'm writing this sitting on the floor my mom is at home all I remember is what happened not when not where but some time ago on a day in a week of a month in a year I woke up looked to my left the sun was very bright brighter than it ever was so blinding so I got out of bed everything felt wrong it was all normal but I felt weird my room was normal the hallway on the way to the bathroom was normal the bathroom was normal everything just felt wrong I went downstairs expecting to find my mother cooking breakfast however she was just sitting there clearly sad what's wrong with what's wrong mom I asked in a comforting voice she didn't answer she just sat there staring at nothing mom now I was worried for her she was just sitting there staring I decided to just go in the other room the basement door was open and in the way so I closed it forcefully for no other reason and I wanted to. I scared the shit out of her. She jumped with a yelp, and then she stared at the door, eyes bulging, adrenaline clearly popping through her veins. Oh, you're fucking going crazy, she muttered. Mom, what's wrong? I was just as scared as she was. She still didn't hear me. She wasn't zoning out. I decided to just go get her dog. Suzu. He always calmed her down. I think it was because of how small and fluffy he was. But I will never know. However, as soon as I walked into the living room, Suzu freaked out and started barking at me, not moving, just standing his ground and barking. It scared the shit out of me, and I backed into a corner. Suzu. Hey! 
My mom tried to raise her voice. It wasn't loud. So she walks over to the corner, picks up Suzu, and is staring right at me. And yet, the look in her face is like she's looking for something that she doesn't see, but knows is there. Her face returns to being sullen, gray, tired, depressed. She walks over to the couch, sits down, grabs the new paper. Not in a fluid motion, mind you, but broken up like a computer glitching in a movie. She looks at the cover, starts crying. Through sobs I can make out, oh Zuzu, more sobs. I can't believe he's gone, sobbing. I walk over and look at the paper. The cover has an obituary. Zachary Gerald, 23, died in his sleep last night of a heart attack in his mother's house. He was loved by everyone he met, and sadly, was born with a congenital heart defect that would cause his heart attacks. His mother reported he was drunk and must have not taken his medicine to prevent a heart attack in his sleep. My name is Zachary Garrell. I'm 23, and I'm staying in my mother's house. <laughs>